This episode of Christmas Countdown is brought to you by Countdown Network. From Disney to theater to Christmas, parenting, and beyond, Countdown Network is your home for the top-ranked countdown podcasts in the world. Merry Christmas, everybody. Welcome to the Christmas Countdown Show. My name is Eric Peterson. This is my co-host, Danny Jordan. We welcome you here to episode number 11. This is part two of our uh, countdown of the top 10 TV specials and TV shows at the holiday season, right at Christmas time, top 10 Christmas specials. We are here, episode 11. Danny, how you doing? We're back. We are in it, ready to go. How are you feeling today? I feel great. I love that you like reiterated the title of the show about two or three times there. Got to do it. You know, people seconds, like repetition. People like it. They do. Is that like a sales tactic? Like you, it is. It's people don't actually tactic. get yeah. things until they've heard it what, a minimum of three times, I think it is. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So radar Top show, radar specials. show, radar show. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that. Maybe that's the mistake I've been making every episode up until now is I've only been saying it twice at you the beginning and times. at the end. And now I just it's sort of like Beetlejuice. I just got to be like. Radar show, radar show, radar show. Follow (laughs) us on social, follow us on social, follow us on social. Send me a Christmas gift. No, um, (laughs) no, I'm I'm doing great. There's so much Christmas activity happening in the world, happening in my house, happening everywhere, which I know I've talked about before, but I feel like there's just, there's like, there's an explosion of Christmas happening. It's happening. It's happening in my house. Our Christmas cards just arrived the other day. Usually we nice. wait to a little bit too late in the game, and sometimes they become like happy holidays because they don't come out until like December 28th, you know? So we Did you guys like, like take a out. picture and everything? You're talking about we, an we, actual Christmas card you're going to send? Yeah, out. I'll show you. Our, our home listeners won't be able to see this, but I, I, I brought it to the studio today. There it today. is. There it is. The Jordan Looking family good. Christmas card. Yeah. We, well, we did some family photos. Right after our Riley was born, and so yeah, we utilized those. We got a cute photo of you know our older daughter, you know, kissing our younger daughter, and you know the the traditional family all sort of like laughing at something funny that that's happening. Yeah, uh, that wasn't really funny and wasn't really happening. But yeah, we got our Christmas cards. Those just arrived in the mail the other day. What else is happening? Oh, we went ornament shopping. Nice. Uh, you know the thing that I talked about being one of my favorite parts of of Christmas every year. We we did our big ornament shopping experience with my family and my wife and I both wanted the same ornament. Um, so that's a good, a good place husband. to land. It's a great place to land, except for we each get our own. Ah. So I so you have said, to battle to see who was going to, uh, truly, yes. And who won? <laughs> yes. We grabbed uh, Hallmark store towels and, and <laughs> whipped each other with them until one of us cried. And it was me. Uh, no, <laughs> I showed. So did, there's this Disney ornament this year, which is they have so many Disney ornaments, but there's one specifically that when I saw that it was coming out this year, I wanted it so bad. It's the um, it's the partner statue that's inside California Adventure, yes. where Mickey is standing on top of the old like leather suitcase, and Walt is standing next to him with like a cool fedora hat on, yeah. and it, it's bronze, and it just looks really really cool. And I was like, okay, that's the one I'm getting. And I asked my wife, I said, hey, did you decide which one you want? She goes, oh yeah, that one. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I wanted that one too. So, but I'm a good husband. Um, and I said, you know what? You get that one. I'll pick another one. So I did go pick another ornament. And I am, oh no, I I was about to blank. I was like, which one did I get? Because there were so many I saw that I liked. They had the Clark W. Griswold one. They had a Michael Scott one. They had the, the cat paw coming out of 
uh, Aunt Bethany's gift box after she's wrapped <laughs> sure. the cat, and you press a button, and it goes like meow, and it like vibrates and stuff. Um, <laughs> but I ended up going, and you'll appreciate this, Eric. I went with the Buddy the Elf uh, yes. ornament with quotes nice. from the movie of Will Ferrell. Um, you know, so I love those. I love those ornaments. You press buttons, and they say a bunch of different things. So yeah, so that's my ornament those... this year. Yeah. I have one of those that is from Christmas Story, and it's uh, Ralphie in the pink bunny costume at the top of the stairs. And when you press, like, the top of the stair handle, like the railway, uh, it plays all the different quotes from the movie. Oh, that's fun. See, I love that. I I love it so much. Um, I have so many of those. I have a Michael Scott bobblehead. I have a Dwight Schrute bobblehead. I have – oh, what else do I have? Oh, I have one that's really cool. It's like an old school looking radio and you turn the dial. It's like a countdown to Christmas sort of thing. Or I guess oh, a that's Christmas fun. countdown, as some people yeah. might say. And every day you Brandon. turn it, it's like the radio host comes on and sometimes they're interviewing people or sometimes they're playing like the top hit up in the North Pole. Um, oh, I love that. I love that one so much. I'll, I'll bring it once once we unpack all that stuff. I'll bring it to a future yeah. episode so you can hear all the fun stuff uh, that it does. What, what about you? I, I'm sure you're you're ramping up over there at the Peterson household. We are things. Uh, the the our our family room is totally decked. Well, we don't have our our real tree yet, but we have the fake mm. tree in the one corner. We're still like waiting for. We'll probably get our real tree the day after Thanksgiving. Um, I'll tell you if I see a. Uh, there are tree places around, but none of them have trees in them yet. But if there are some that come in in this next week, even before Thanksgiving, I will get it early. But my, mm. my guess is to probably wait till after Thanksgiving. But we have uh, a ton of decorations up inside the house. And then uh, yesterday I did the full outside. Uh, me and, and my wife, Lisa, went to uh, Big Lots. I got a couple of things. Got some stuff at Home Depot. We got this amazing wreath that is awesome. It's like a light-up wreath. And there was the last one at the Home Depot. They had to give us the, oh, so cool. the display model because it was so awesome. Um, and so the house is looking good. I have uh, a big Santa and reindeer up on the roof. I got a couple yes. more little uh, details that I have to get get going. And some, I have I have a problem here. Maybe hmm. you'll know about this. I have a a string of rope lights that are mm-hmm. like candy cane that are on the front of my house. Now the plug of those is a male plug so the the prongs are coming out and it's the sort of one is bigger than the other kind of plug right they're not the yes. exact same size one's bigger yes. one's smaller but what i'm trying to plug it into to plug it into my uh bushes that have kind of net lights over the bushes is only a regular two prong but both being the same size is there yes. an adapter that i can plug this into to make this work uh, first of all, I will caveat this with I am not an electrician. Um, <laughs> electricity is probably the the last thing that I feel comfortable with in terms of working <laughs> on around my house. Hence why I finally bit the bullet and just went and bought new lights for this trend that new was lights, out right? on, on my house. Um, but I have encountered that as well. And the only solution that I found, because I don't think it's like an Apple computer where you can go out and buy some adapter that you plug in and you go from USB-A to USB-C or whatever. Right. That's what um, I'm hoping I for. think you're going to need to run an extension cord. That's, that's yeah, what I did. I know. Well, it's I didn't it's do frustrating. It, I, bought, I bought an extra extension cord because I was like, I don't think this is going to happen. I think that's something that's sort of dated. I think it's older lights are the only ones that have the like two... Smaller same size, song. yeah, yeah, two exactly, yeah, yeah. Because I've encountered that even with like old extension cords that I probably stole from my parents' house. I remember one year I needed an extension cord, and I I got it out and I took it up there, and I was like, 
wait, what is this extension cord? It it right. only has like these are too small. I need I need a big and a small. And yeah. And I had to go out and buy a new extension cord. So I think that I think that's going to be your solution. Yeah. But if there's an, an electrician out there who knows a lot more about such things than than myself and Eric do, please DM us uh, and maybe we can save Eric a little bit of a a little bit of a headache in terms of having because I know how frustrating it can be. I, I love the efficiency of the least of the amount of being, extension cords yeah, yeah. possible and. You know, what I've run into at my house is I have, uh, like, all of my lights, as I think I explained earlier, is, like, I, I run power from, like, every corner of my house to make this thing happen. And then I've got these light sensor things that, as, you know, the sun goes down, it, it triggers my lights and then it stays on for X amount of, of hours. Right. Um, but I'm really into the efficiency of how many extension cords I actually use because I don't want them running all over my lawn. I like to yeah. hide things, like down in the grass wherever I can or tape them down on the walkway. So so I totally get that and respect that, and I, I can understand how you wouldn't want to have to do an extension yeah. cord. But you might need to buy also the, uh, the bullet. I do have some other uh, exciting news. My yes. little brother, Kyle, uh, and his wife, Megan, had their first baby. I have a Yay. new niece. Uh, I've been an uncle before. My wife's brother has a child as well, so it's not the first time being an uncle, but uh, first time of my own blood my brother actually having uh, a child and so we went and got to meet my niece her name is waverly elizabeth peterson i love and it she was born a few days ago uh on november 12th and it was very very exciting and so i want to say uh just on air a public welcome to the world merry christmas we love you waverly we're so excited that you are born and a part of our family and we are going to take great care of you for the rest of your whole uh-huh. darn life and you can't get rid of us. And Waverly, so, yes. from from me to you, <laughs> welcome to the world, Waverly. That's that a little rap so air horn for you. <laughs> that was so appropriate. That they should great. do that rather than when babies are born at the hospital and they play like do 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 do. New baby alive. <laughs> that would be so much more thrilling. Like people would be like, I, I love that. Jumping up and it. down, making noise. Yeah. Um, speaking of, of family and, and celebration and holidays and all things, you know, the holiday season, um, my mom reached out to me recently, uh, you know, because my mom is an avid listener to the Christmas countdown. Thank you, mom. Shout out. Whoop, whoop. Uh, Thank you. Mama. Love you. Uh, and my mom is an amazing human being. She, you know, put up with me, so she deserves all the credit <laughs> in the world and still puts up with me. Uh, but one thing my mom does that I love so much, and sometimes I don't love it, but I, overall I do love it, is she likes to call me out on things. Um, she's been doing that ever since I was a kid. Like if I ever got really confident about things, I was like, man, I'm so great. She'd be like, oh, please, and would like roll her eyes at me. It <laughs> would always keep me like really, really humble. Um, and uh, that is happening now with our show, which is, which is great. Say? So, so my mom came over the other day to help watch my daughter, and she goes, "Hey, so fully caught up on the show, but I do have a few bones to pick." And I was like, "Oh gosh, <laughs> I've got what notes." Did I say, <laughs> what did I say? I was like, "No notes." Um, no, she uh, she goes, "So there is a Thanksgiving song, just so you're aware." Mm. And I said, "Really? You know, because on a previous episode, I talked about how." There's no songs about Thanksgiving. There's yeah. no like roll out the Thanksgiving turkey or whatever. I, yeah. I think that's exactly what I said. And I know that because I listen to our show all the time. <laughs> um, <laughs> full disclosure. Uh, but she let me know that the the song Over the River and Through the Woods is actually a Thanksgiving song. 
Well, there you I mean, I guess that makes sense. Over the river and through the woods to grandmother's house we go. Over the river and through the woods to dance and sing and play. Hear the bells ring, they tingling, for it's Thanksgiving Day. And that's to eat Thanksgiving dinner. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, I buy that. But here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. And and my mom and I got into a little text debate about it after the fact because I couldn't remember what the name of the song was, and I wanted to bring it up on the show. So I texted her. I said, "Hey, can you remind me what the name of that song was? That apparently is a Thanksgiving song." And so she, you know, texted me back saying, "Over the river and through the woods." And so I looked up the lyrics, and like the whole scene that they're describing in that song sounds like Christmas. It doesn't sound it does. like Thanksgiving. She's like, well, you have to understand that like in certain parts of the country, it is snowy and people do ride a sleigh over to grandma's house. I was like, yeah, that sounds like a little bit of a stretch. Like they could have easily replaced the word to eat Christmas dinner, you know, rather than Thanksgiving dinner sure. or whatever it was. But, sure. But I've been Maybe proven it... wrong by my mom. That's I, I like that. You know, I think that uh, it's possible that you know whoever wrote the song knew that there was just a lack of thanksgiving songs and felt like we got to get into the thanksgiving music space and 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 put our put our stamp on it you know you know it's <laughs> funny you mentioned an untapped sleighs. market there's no thanksgiving right. songs we got to get on this <laughs> um it, it's funny that you mentioned sleighs because i got some great amazing jingle bells last year when i was working in boston uh and we okay. went to the town of plymouth where plymouth rock is and where they have yeah. a replica of the mayflower and in this beautiful little christmas boston new england shop we got these awesome jingle bells that just jingle in the most like full way i've ever heard of a jingle ever heard a jingle bell jingle um and so we have them hanging on our front door but I read an interesting thing. It's like basically got like a gold ring and then like a strap of leather and then like, you know, seven bells or something. Yeah. It said that back in the day when you used to, uh, you know, ride your sleigh with your horse through the woods and stuff like that, you would have your jingle bells going because you were saying like, hey, it was a way of saying like, hey, there's people here were coming down the path, <laughs> you know, they didn't have right. headlights and stuff. So it was just a way of letting yourself be known. But if you ever, like, broke down and someone helped you, that either your horse was hurt or the sleigh was broken and somebody stopped and they helped you out, you would give them your jingle bells as a way of oh, saying wow. thank you. And that is where the phrase, I'll be there with bells on, is from. What? There you go. Where, where does whistles come from? What do you mean? You know, bells and whistles. Oh, that you I don't know. That? that could be <laughs> that could be something totally different. Maybe, I, I maybe have no people idea. are like jingling their bells and they're going like, <laughs> jingle, jingle, bells and whistles, bells and whistles. Uh, I don't know. I, now, I, now, see, there are so many things that this show is is making me go and research. Uh, and speaking <laughs> of like no Thanksgiving songs, as I was doing some research for an ep upcoming episode that we're about to do, that I don't know if we want to tease it just yet, but we're going to have some really cool guests on our show. But we're going to be doing a trivia uh, game with them. And so I was looking up Christmas trivia, and I discovered that there is another song that apparently was written to be a Thanksgiving song, and that is Jingle Bells. Whoa! Did you know that? Yeah, I did not. That one my blew mind my mind. I had to stand up and walk away from my computer for a second. one horse opens Hey, there's nothing about Thanksgiving in there. Yeah. I, so, but I guess know, there's it, nothing about Christmas in there either, though. Exactly. But I guess if we're going to the way that this, you know, over the river and through the woods song was written, it's riding on a sure. sleigh, that's horse-drawn thing, it's snowy outside. Yeah. 
I don't know. I feel like there's so much that's just blowing my jingle jangly mind uh, over the last <laughs> week. And, and one other thing that blew my mind this last week was when I was at Lowe's uh, <clears throat> buying more Christmas stuff. Uh, I, <laughs> they had, and, and, and this is so appropriate for me to bring up on our show, they have half pound Reese's peanut butter cups. At Lowe's. Half pound. Whoa. So the whole, it's big. two one half pound Reese's peanut butter cups. So it's and a I pound. took a picture of it. They're like, yeah, it's a pound of Reese's peanut butter cup. Mm. And if the thing is like $17. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I didn't, I was, I was tempted That's to do the math and like look up how many ounces you get when you buy just a regular like two pack right. of Reese's and how much per ounce it is was. Is it a better but deal? $17 worth of Reese's just felt like way too much money but i'd be lying if i said that i'm not tempted to drive back up there maybe later today and go get them because if i it's, think you totally if it, should if it's a pound of that goodness you can only imagine how much fluffy peanut butter deliciousness is happening is inside true. that cup right? i actually just saw a thing that said that reese's was going to be coming out with a reese's peanut butter cup pie so it's going to be the what? size of a pie but it's just a big Reese's peanut butter cup. And so you can oh, like cut into it like pie slices. Gosh. But it is just, it's not like a, a Reese's peanut butter cup pie. It is a Reese's peanut butter cup, but the size of a pie. Maybe that's, maybe I could do the same thing with the ones they sell at Lowe's. They're sort of like miniature pies, individual Mini pies. Mini pies, yeah. You can probably pies. cut it in, into in, little. In, indie pies, tiny, individual little, pies. Little uh, triangles, yeah, totally. Well, that'll be the next taste test <laughs> that we yes. do here on the show one more thing i wanted to to bring up before we do our social media shout outs is i mentioned recently on the show in addition to loving to go ornament shopping and loving to hang lights there's been a lot of like completion of the circle here for me lately is disneyland at christmas is one of yeah. my favorite things in the world and i mentioned that i had said to my wife we gotta go we just gotta go um you gotta believe me you just gotta believe me it's like uh, santa <laughs> claus is coming to town for the jackson five um i I made it happen, Eric. You're going? We, we're going. Yes! We're going to Disneyland. Mm, um, <laughs> if you're not from Southern California, you probably don't know that jingle. So the other day, I was I was just like, gosh, because I want to go to Disneyland at Christmas so bad, and I was just racking my brain to try to figure out what angle I could I could play with my wife to get her to to say yes and, and to agree. Right. And then it dawned on me. Uh, so my wife's birthday is in August, and every year for her birthday, we go to Disneyland. It's just a tradition that started when we first started dating, and we've continued it every year except for. I think one year we went to Disney World when I was working in Orlando, and, and sure. um, we did the same thing this uh, last year as well. So I we had, we had tickets to go for her birthday, but she was very close to having our baby at that point in time, and it was really hot, and she decided the week before, she goes, you know what, let's just, let's just postpone the trip. Let's just go another time. Sure. I said, okay, are you sure? So we went to Big Bear instead. I had totally forgotten that we had those tickets. And I was sitting on the couch yesterday, and I, I said, babe, she goes, what? I go, we can go to Disneyland. And she goes, what do you mean we can go to Disneyland? I said, we have tickets. She goes, what do you mean we have tickets? I said, your birthday. She goes, oh, my gosh. 
we're going to Disneyland. And do they Christmas. like? Would the tickets have expired at the end of the year? Anyways, like I think, you have I think to they're go good for twelve months or something like sure. that. Um, but she goes, "We're going to Disneyland," and I said, "We're going to Disneyland." <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Disneyland. <laughs> and I immediately logged <laughs> on to the site and I looked up the dates and we picked a date. We made our reservation. We're going in mid December, Disneyland, yes. Christmas time. And Eric, I think you need to convince your wife to do the same thing. I will try. I I will I will put some feelers out because I would love to go. We did just go put out some feelers. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> like uh, it's a business transaction. I'll float. I'll float some uh, some business ideas down the the pike <laughs> of the family. Uh, you know, conference table and see what yeah. <laughs> see what I can manage. Um, I will say we just went. You know, just a few weeks ago and we loved right. it. And it was like partially Christmified, but it was not totally right. Christmified. Um, but it is so fun. Did you ever go to Disney World at Christmas time when they used to have a thing called I can't remember what it was like a, a family name. It was called like the Johnson Family Lights. It wasn't the Johnson mm. Family, but it was like some random family like head. They would sponsor it every year. It was in I want to say it was in the old um, MGM Park, which is now Hollywood okay. Studios. And it was like the back lot area where they had sort of like, you know, facade houses, but they were right. put so many lights and there was like a canopy over the streets where, I mean, it was just like literally everything was covered in Christmas lights. Um, but it was a thing that they used to do. And I think they have since discontinued it. Um, but hmm. it was a, an amazing light spectacular at Disney World at Christmas time. I have never been to Disney World during the holidays. Um, I've I've what? watched videos. My daughter and I just watched the parade at Disney World yesterday, and I love. I was I said to my wife, I was like, "Why does Disney World have to do everything so much bigger?" Because you know, at <laughs> Disneyland, we only get the snow show at the end of the fireworks. But yes. during the whole entire Christmas parade, it's snowing on Main Street the entire time. At first, I thought it was yeah. like an effect that whoever shot this video for YouTube put on. is like, oh, let's just make it snow. I was like, no, right. no, no. Disney World, they're like, how can we make this better than Disneyland? <laughs> oh, it'll snow the entire time. Uh, and it was magical. And I definitely want to go at, at some point yes. uh, in the future. But no, I, I've never been there during, during the holiday season. But I can only imagine how stunning it is. We should get um, to our, our list here. We should, but before we do that, I do want to give a couple shout-outs to some people oh, yes. do that, who do that. have uh, been been reviewing us. They've been so kind to take the time to review us uh, on on Apple. If you are listening on Apple, or even if you're not, but you have a, a, an Apple account, go over. Please rate us, review us. We really appreciate it, but we also just love hearing from you all. And, and I want to share a couple of reviews that have come in since the last time we chatted, and a couple of these really just made me feel all warm inside. Uh, the first one comes to uh, someone named Yoga and Donuts, and the title of Great their name. review is Hilarious. Great title. <laughs> um, it says, seems like every time I'm laughing my butt off, either Danny or Eric is cracking up with me. Uh, perfect place to reminisce on Christmas things. And then they sent a bunch of like Christmas emojis, and then they said podcast of the year. Whoa. I mean, that's Whoa. that's pretty epic. I don't know if there is such a thing, but if, if anyone listening out there is one of those people who votes on those things or makes decisions, <laughs> we will take that honor. Listen um, to Yoga and Donuts. And you know what we should do? We should really send them a new butt since they left their butt off. <laughs> I was like, what, where are you going with this? There's a yoga reference. There's a donut <laughs> reference. I really... 
They said they left their butt off. They did. They did. We're we're better than a Peloton. You know, just listen to our show and that that weight you're trying to lose, boom, done right there. Just fall right Uh, off. Fall right (laughs) off. Oh, amazing. All right. Well, thank you, Yoga and Donuts. We appreciate you. Uh, Next up, this one, this one really made me smile. Uh, The title of it is uh, my new favorite podcast. And this comes from from Dana. And Dana says, let me just say the last couple of Christmases have not been the easiest for me. I've had some major health scares and a lot of financial trouble. Finding this fun, lighthearted, yet sometimes emotionally deep podcast has brought me so much joy and helps me to feel the Christmas spirit. I just wish I didn't listen to all the episodes so quickly. Um, I put a comment on their Facebook page and they actually responded, which was great. I love that they shout out their listeners. This is such a great show and I hope they do it every year. Thank you, Danny and Eric, for this. Well, that's so kind of you. Thank you. I know. I just got chills reading that. Thank you, Dana. That was so kind of you. We're so glad you found us. Yeah. um, And that we found you. Um, All right. Last review I'm going to read from from Apple is uh, this comes from Siri. Um, not the one that lights up on my phone, uh, it is C E E R E Y. Uh, and, and this person titles it magical. Um, and they said, listening to this podcast makes you feel warm and cozy. Like you're sitting in a living room with a roaring fireplace, a glittering Christmas tree and a warm, hot cocoa in hand with friends. Thanks, Eric and Danny for putting in the time and effort. We'll definitely support you on Patreon. That's Um, so nice. That's so kind. Thank you, Siri. Um, and, and I do have one more that I want to read this one. This was another one that just really, really got me. Um, This was on Instagram. This was a DM that we received. And this is from Mao. Mao says, hey, guys, I just wanted to say I absolutely love your podcast. I'm 13 from the United States, and I love Christmas. It's my favorite time of year. But my whole family are strong. No Christmas until after Thanksgiving believers. (laughs) You can't so much as hum jingle bells without someone saying it's not that time of year yet. So oh, no. I love your podcast because even though we still have fall decorations up and I can't watch any Christmas movies unless I lock down my room, there's a little Christmas spirit in the air. Thank you. I, lo- <laughs> I love that. I Who love, that I just picture this is from Mao and this came on. Mao, on thank you very much. I just picture We're here Mao, to support like, you <laughs> huddled in, in their room, like late at night with like the lights off and like they've got, you know, they're like laying under their pillow and listening to our show and, right. and like knock on the door. Mao, are you asleep? Yes. You know, are you listening to a you're Christmas not, podcast? You're no. not listening to a Christmas podcast, are you? And then you hear coming from there, Merry Christmas. And... <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh that's gosh. a throwback that's to our great. last episode. If you did not hear Eric's introduction in our last episode, please go back and listen to it. I love it. It was uh, uh, Anyway, thank you so much for all those people who took the time to rate and review on Apple. If you haven't done so, please do that. Um, and if you're not following us on social media, please do that as well. We are at Christmas Countdown Show on Instagram. Facebook, TikTok, at Pod on Twitter. We love connecting with you all just to see this community continue to grow uh, as the weeks go by. It's, it's just been a really, really fun and meaningful experience for, for Eric and myself. So, so thank you to you. I guess uh, 30 minutes later, we should get into our, <laughs> our countdown. We'll go into our list are? here. This is, this is all right. We, we like to give people a, a sense of where we're at, you know, so they can you know, be with us uh, emotionally and, and, and spiritually and ready to do it. So I it's think like a we five should. course meal. It is. You got you to gotta have a little <laughs> amuse-bouche. Um, all right, right, let's do this. I'm going to give my uh, 10 through 6 just as a refresher mm. in case anybody missed the last episode. Uh, and then I will go right into my number 5. And then, Danny, you can go 10 to 6 and go into your number 5. 
So Love my it. number 10 was, uh, uh, it was a, a selfish choice. I said the Modern Family <laughs> Christmas episode uh, called Express Christmas, which featured yours truly in one of my first television gigs uh, in Los Angeles. So that's why it holds a little spot in my mind. Um, then I went Rudolph at number nine. At number eight, I went uh, a combination of the Michael Bublé Christmas specials, a uh, new one mm. coming out December 6th, don't forget. Uh, number <laughs> seven, I went Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas, uh, which mm. is a sort of um, combination uh, telling of three separate stories. Great one. You can check it out on Disney+. Plus. And at number six, I said Elf Buddy's Magical Christmas I can't remember what the title was again, but essentially it's the animated claymation version of Elf that features the music from Elf the Musical and stars Jim Parsons. So that's what I had Here, 10 through 6. Here's some good news, Eric. Here's some good news. Yes. I take notes when we record our episodes, and it is uh, titled Elf Buddy's Musical Christmas. Elf Buddy's Musical Christmas. That's what it was. I got Thank you. you, Danny. I appreciate it. You're welcome. At number 5, for myself, I'm going with Charlie Brown Christmas, the Peanuts mm. Uh, number five. So this is one that I love. I think a lot of people love, but here's what I will say about the peanuts. I really enjoy, um, I enjoy them and I enjoy the characters of Charlie Brown. I do find that some of the TV specials, whether it be the Halloween, you know, the great pumpkin, the, there's a Thanksgiving episode. There's even, they've made a few additional Christmas peanut specials. I find that some of them are a little too cynical for, for mm. my personal taste. They see, you know, I, I get that they're trying to get a, a real sense of like what kids are like. And sometimes kids can be a little rough and tumble and, and a little cynical. <laughs> but uh, I, the reason I like the Christmas one is I feel like it is the closest to capturing sort of the joy of childhood and also the frustrations and, and you know, trying to be popular and fit in, but also not, it's not going right for you and stuff like that. But, <laughs> right. but I feel like it has the least amount of cynicism of all all of the peanuts specials. So that's why I put okay. it on my list. Obviously there's the great moments of, you know, the kids dancing at, at the practice. You have the amazing, uh, you know, the music by Vince Guaraldi, uh, the jazz pianist. Um, and there's the speech, you know, of what the true meaning of Christmas is that mm. Linus gives at the end that is spectacular. And you have the classic bit with the, you know, the small puny tree that, you know, Charlie Brown sort of gets ridiculed for. So there there are so many great moments in it that are classic and that are sort of burned into my nostalgic mind about Christmas yeah. time. Um, so that's why I picked at number five, Charlie Brown Christmas. We should listen to just a little bit of, uh, of yeah. the music because it's so, so delightful. So here's a little clip from that special. So classic, so jazzy. I, I didn't grow up in a in a peanuts family. I mean, we ate peanuts, and I love peanut butter. But <laughs> right, uh, in terms of like Charlie Brown and Snoopy, I didn't really grow up in that family. But I will say that Charlie Brown Christmas is one of my wife's favorite, favorite, favorite. Like if she was making this list, I'm guessing Charlie Brown Christmas would be. It would be top three for sure. Where it would sort of yeah. slot in because I know she loves White Christmas as well, but it's not a it's not a Christmas special. So I'm guessing sure. Charlie Brown would probably come in at number one for her. So I will say that since her and I got together, it's something that happens a lot more 
in my household and and it may it may find a special place in my heart if my if my daughters take to it you know sure, even yeah. one of my daughters takes to it i think that's something that we discover you know as you become parents and and your kids sort of latch on to you know characters whether it be just like your toy story characters or or your holiday themed characters and yeah. um you know that's what's been really fun for me you know over the last you know now second christmas season with our daughter sort of being of an age where she takes these things in is just seeing the characters that she res- responds to the stories that she likes the ones that make her laugh um i really really love that and so all that to say you know peanuts may may find a place into my heart it's not currently on my list but uh that's you never right. know. Come back, you know, season two, Christmas twenty twenty two of Christmas Countdown, and it, it may right. it may have found its way. But um, I think it's a great choice. It's obviously a classic, and I know it holds a dear place in so many so many people's hearts, Eric. So absolutely, I love it. Uh, all right, so so rehashing for me, yeah, my give us 10 your ten through, through six. six. Uh, my number ten was uh, an episode of Cheers called Christmas Cheer. Uh, my number nine was the Neil Diamond Christmas special from HBO. <laughs> um, number eight was Jingle a bells. little bit of a controversial choice. I, I think, I don't know, many people might be listening and not think that, but I picked the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade as, as my number eight. Uh, number seven was a special that was straight to VHS that you can find on YouTube. It's called The Magic of Christmas at Disneyland. And Clearly, you know, we talked about Disneyland for about eight minutes in this episode already. So you know that we like Disneyland. So you can understand why I picked that one. Uh, Coming in at number six was the animated classic uh, Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas with the amazing voice of Thurl Ravenscroft uh, singing on that one. Thurl Ravenscroft, possibly the best name of all time. Yes. Uh, And then at number five, you know, you did sort of an amalgamation of of things when you did the Michael Buble Christmas specials. Yes. I'm going to take a page out of the uh, the Peterson uh, top 10 list, and I'm going to go with an amalgamation of Saturday Night Live oh, uh, Christmas nice. episodes. I like uh, the move. I, yes, I love Saturday Night Live. You know, clearly there have been some seasons that have not been as great as others. There are episodes where you sort of tune in and you watch for a few minutes. You're like, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of over <laughs> this. Um, I think... You know, Eric, you and I, and I'm sure many of our listeners were sort of fortunate to grow up in the age of just these incredible casts that existed, oh, yeah. you know, in the, you know, in the nineties when you had Adam Sandler and Chris Rock and, uh, you know, Chris Farley and David Spade and, Will Ferrell you know, all, and, yeah, Will, and yeah. then like getting to late nights with Will Ferrell and Molly Shannon and, uh, Chris Kattan and Anna Gasteyer and, Jimmy yeah, Fallon and then and, yeah, yeah. There's just been so many people that have come out of it, and and because of that, there've been some incredibly hysterical Christmas time sketches, and and some of the yes. ones that I have just absolutely loved the most. And, and and I'll tell you, I before we sat down to record this today, last night I, I sat out in my living room, was just in tears, laughing at some of my my favorite sketches, <laughs> and and one of those is, um, do you remember the uh, Anna Gasteyer and Molly Shannon used to do the like NPR. Uh, mock show called Delicious Dish. <laughs> yes, I know um, exactly where you're going. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, so there was a Christmas episode where uh, Alec Baldwin was was the host, and he is he is the guest, and his last name is is Shweddy, and he has like a, a candy company, and sure, um, yeah. one of the new items that they are introducing that Christmas are these uh, candy balls. Um, yeah, <laughs> called Shweddy balls. Shweddy balls. Um, yeah, and. If you've seen that sketch, you know just how incredibly hysterical it is. If you have not seen that sketch, please, please go watch it. Just Anna Gasteyer and Molly Shannon, their ability to be so locked in 
with how ridiculous that that totally. sketch is the premise, is like because yeah. everything leading up to it where they're talking about mm, they're talking <laughs> when he presents the ball candy to them it's just but it, they also they wow. do such a great job of doing that npr voice where yes, they're really they're close talking. to the microphone and it's yes. sort of a whisper <laughs> and yes. sort of and here we have yes. nick schweddy hind thank you so much for coming in uh please yes. tell us about your newest delicacy you know and that that same that total oh. npr voice they nail it yes yeah, it, it's perfect. And, and then I think, I don't know if this is true, but when I was watching it back last night, they say at the end, they go, good times, good times. And I was like, <laughs> is that where, because, you know, I say good times, I'm like, oh, good times, good times. And I feel like it's there's millions maybe of people it, who say that as well. And that. I wonder I if that's where that, that started. If you know that, I'd love to know. Or if, if you are on a gas and you are Molly Shannon and you happen to be listening to our show, <laughs> um, we would love to know if you were the ones to, to coin that phrase. But that's that's one of my my favorite sketches from holiday time. Um, there's also obviously the the classic SNL short uh, with Justin Timberlake um, presenting the bleep in the box. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that short is just him and Andy Samberg are just so brilliant. On that sketch, I went back and watched that again recently, and and it's one of those ones I haven't watched in a while, and it's been this fun sort of trip down memory lane of like these hysterical holiday themed sketches that when I saw them for the first time, they had me they had me rolling, and now because we live in this age of YouTube, you can just go look them up. Sure, yeah, uh, anytime, anytime you want. That one's fantastic. Obviously, you know, speaking of the holidays, the Hanukkah song, Adam Sandler sure. performed that on Weekend Update for the first time. Uh, and then, you know, one of the other ones that I love is, you know, Motivational Santa with, with Chris Farley, where he's Matt Foley and he's playing yeah. Santa Claus and he tries to come down the chimney and the chimney like falls apart and the tree falls on him. And he's screaming at the kids about like how, how like Christmas is horrible and your your wife's going to leave you and you'll be living in a van down by the river. Um, I just I, I, I love SNL. I love I love when shows that you're so used to watching deck out their set for the holiday season, whether that's like oh, yeah. a late night talk show or SNL or a sitcom or whatever it might be. And they just do it out. There's poinsettias everywhere. It just, it feels like the holidays. So for me, number five, uh, SNL, Saturday Night Live, Christmas episodes. That's neat. Santa's fun. Santa's fun. fun. Neat. Yeah, it's fun. Fun. Like Good times. Good times. Well, Christmas is a time for traditional foods and bite-sized treats, and we have a very special guest today. That's right, Terry. He's the owner of his own holiday bakery with a very, very clever name. Seasons Eatings. (laughs) That's really funny. (laughs) I know, it rhymes with Seasons Greetings. (laughs) Uh... Please welcome the owner of Seasons Eatings, Pete Schwetty. Oh my gosh, so funny! Yeah. That's so great. I love, right? I love that choice. That's a strong, strong choice, Danny. I, I respect. Thank you, you very deeply. much. I'm proud right. of you. All right. So number four, I'm going with uh, a newer uh, TV special, which I okay. think uh, people that have watched have liked. It's still airing, which is great. Uh, it also has some personal uh, uh, connection to me, I suppose. Um, this would be Shrek the Halls, which Ooh. is the um, Shrek Christmas special that DreamWorks released in 2007. Uh, it features uh, all of the the same uh, cat voice cast from the movies. You got Mike Myers and uh, Eddie Murphy and, um, and Cameron Diaz uh, are playing, you know, uh, Shrek, Donkey, and Fiona, respectively. <clears throat> 
It's a great little thing. Basically, the premise of it. Have you ever seen it, Danny? Have you ever seen Shrek? I have. Yeah, it's been a long time. So, but please refresh me. Basically, Shrek uh, is having his first Christmas with his family because now he's married to Fiona and they have their three uh, kids, Fergus, Farkle, and something. They're all. It's three. Farkle. I can't can't remember all of them. (laughs) Um, But they're having their first Christmas, and Shrek is not sure exactly what to do for a Christmas because he's an ogre and has never experienced this before. Uh, And so he goes to the local bookshop and he buys Christmas for Village Idiots, a sort of play (laughs) on the, uh, you know, uh, the dumb things for dummies kind of series that you can get at bookstores. Uh, And he is trying to follow the list of like, all right, first you have to put on a turkey, and then you have to, you know, put up your stockings, and you've got to read the Christmas story. But of course, everything goes wrong, and Puss in Boots is there with, you know, voiced by by Antonio Banderas, and he's trying to tell, no, no, let me tell you what Christmas is about. And he does a little mini story, and Gingy is there and tells a little mini story, and Donkey tells a little mini story. So it's like a couple of little vignettes, but all through the through line of Shrek trying to trying to have his first family Christmas. It's a really great half hour special, really fun to watch with the kids. Um, the music is obviously great. It has a nice emotional sort of catharsis at the end. And I was really excited. They never, uh, I'm not sure where it's at, you know, because this was years ago. But I, my wife and I actually, uh, my wife used to be an actress. And the two of us got to do a workshop. They were trying to make a live version of Shrek the Halls that they were going to, you know. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so we got to go to the DreamWorks campus for a few weeks and work like in this little studio that they had on campus, um, which was super oh, exciting because uh, for those of you who may not know, I played Shrek on the first national tour of Shrek the musical uh, and was also in the the Broadway company. And so that's why they asked me to uh, be a part of it. And, and uh, yeah. it was super fun. And John Tartaglia directed it and I'm not sure where oh, wow. where it is at this point because that was a few years back, but maybe someday <laughs> yeah. DreamWorks will drag it out and, and you'll be able to see a live version of Shrek the Halls, which would be uh, very fun as well. But that was my That's choice so cool. at number four, Shrek the Halls. Uh, we'll play a tiny little clip from Shrek the Halls so you can get a taste of, of that particular TV special. Laughing all the way. Oh, man, it's finally here. Tomorrow's Christmas Eve. You got everything ready? No. You mean you haven't trimmed your stockings or hung your chestnuts or, or roasted the tree? No. Or figured you'll put donkey. Will you get it through your thick head? No one here gives a hoot about Christmas. A white Christmas. Oh, how perfect. And it's our first one together as a family. Isn't this exciting? Uh, oh yeah, how about that? <clears throat> Princess, I think there's a little something Shrek needs. Don't ruin the surprise for her, donkey. Surprise? Oh, I love surprises. You're the best. Come on, let's go make some cookies. Okay, you did, man. You know that, right? Um, hold that thought. I'll be right back. Super fun. Super fun. I love That's that fun. one. So I gotta you... go watch that one again. Yeah, yeah it's I a good like one I need to watch to show it to my kids. daughter. Yeah, and it's nice because it's it's truly it half an hour, so it really is nice. Like it's it. Some of these specials go on forty five an hour, and then it becomes almost like watching a movie. But if you when you, yeah. you just need a quick little bite of a Christmas special, Shrek the Halls, good one to 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 start with. A little Christmas snack, if you That's will. That's right. A little seasonal snack, if you will. Yeah. I just There's I like alliteration. Old, uh, yeah, I was, I was I gonna say you like alliteration. <laughs> a Christmas crunch. A, <laughs> A frosty feast. Um, anyway. Uh, all right. So number four for me, I, I'm going to go with another amalgamation uh, okay. of of Christmas episodes from a show that I absolutely adore. Um, and, and I'll say 
in the beginning, when I first started watching this show, I did I didn't want to like it because a lot of people who knew that I was a huge uh, Office fan said, "Oh, you got to start watching this show. You may actually right. start liking it more than The Office." And I was like, mm, "Bold words." No. That that can't happen. The Office is my number one and will always be my number one. <laughs> right. But I will say, Parks and Rec really found a very very dear place in my heart. Um, I think the the performances on that show are brilliant. Uh, obviously, Leslie Nope is a hysterical character, and if there were anyone who was going to give us for a run for our money in terms of our love for the holiday season, I would guess that Leslie Nope would yeah. be. That person, she is just obviously anything she's into, she goes like to the wall with it, right? And I just yeah. love the balance of her and 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 Ron Swanson, and obviously Chris Pratt's you know character on that show is hysterical. Uh, Tom, uh, you know Aziz Ansari's character yeah. is. I mean, they're all they all have their own things, but there's a couple moments that that stick out to me specifically. Um, there's a moment in uh, I want to say it was season five, you know, season five, episode nine. Um, the episode was called Ron and Diane. It's the episode where they're going to this like woodworking uh, convention or whatever, where, where Ron is going or it's an awards dinner and he's going to, he's been nominated for one of his chairs. Um, and at the top of the episode, I think it might be the cold open, uh, you know, Leslie's so jacked for Christmas and she comes in and she, she starts doing this like dance song and dance thing for Ron. And she goes, She's congratulating him. She or congratulate Christmas is what she comes up with, and then she sings "Jingle Bells, Jingle Yay, Jingle Good for You." And he goes, "Get out!" And she goes, "Okay." And she <laughs> she just walks away. Merry congratulate Christmas. What? Half Merry Christmas, half congratulations, because I just received some news. You, Ron Swanson, have been nominated for an award from the Indiana Fine Woodworking Association. You're not taking no for an answer, are you? Oh, I forgot to sing you my Merry Congratulate Christmas Carol. Jingle bells, jingle yay, jingle good for you. Get out. Yep. It's it's such a brilliant moment. I love it uh, so much. And then there was one more uh, episode. It was a Christmas episode. Um, it was the Citizen Nope episode. And I just thought this was absolutely brilliant uh, performance by Ron, but also just in terms of like the direction element of, you know, Ron talks about, he goes, every year I give Leslie the same present. I give everyone a crisp $20 bill. And every year she gets me something thoughtful and personal. It makes me furious. And this year she outdid herself. And he like clicks this button and uh, his office doors close. Yeah. (laughs) And he goes, she had it installed over the weekend. It's it's so beautiful. Uh, (laughs) You know, because he always wants his office door to to be closed. He wants to be left alone. Yeah. It's brilliant. And I think I felt connected to that. I love this idea of like, you know, Ron just being the person who's like, here's 20 bucks. You know, he's like that give a gift card sort of person. Right, right. And then Leslie, you know, like me and like I mentioned in a previous episode about what I love most about Christmas is giving thoughtful gifts. Yeah. This idea that, you know, she knows like what it means to Ron to have the doors to his office closed. <laughs> right. Um, and, and that she had, she came up with this idea and just installed this thing. I, I don't know. I, I love Parks and Rec. I, I love, like I said earlier, when, when the shows that we love do Christmas episodes and sort of take us into what does the holiday season look like for those people. Um, I absolutely love it. So so number four for me uh, are the uh, Parks and Rec Christmas episodes. Every year I give Leslie the same present. I give everyone a crisp $20 bill. And every year she gets me something thoughtful and personal. It makes me furious. This year, she outdid herself. She had it installed over the weekend. It's so 
so beautiful. Oh man, that's pretty good. You did a good <laughs> a good uh, reenactment of it before we played it though. That was pretty good. <laughs> did I, I? I think I flubbed the line. I think I need another take. <laughs> I think I need it was it wasn't my best performance ever. I but, thought it was um, good, but that's okay. We like to leave it raw, real, and uncut. That's right, baby. The, the Christmas right. countdown. All right, strong All right, choice. Three. All right, number three. We're in the top three. So for number three for me, I'm going with the TV episode of The Honeymooners. Twas the night oh. before Christmas. Came out in 1955. Uh, the Honeymooners, yes. obviously the classic, uh, one of the original sitcoms starring uh, the great one, Jackie Gleason, uh, and Audrey Meadows, Art Carney, and Ann Seymour. Um, they, uh, it, it sort of is a play on the the premise of the episode is uh you know it's christmas time and ralph sells his beloved bowling ball to get alice a last minute christmas gift and it's sort of a play on the the story of the gift of the magi of two people who want to get something for each other but are sort of poor and down on their luck and sell the one thing that they love to truly get a gift for somebody else to just kind of really Mm. show the power of of giving and caring for others and and what the spirit of the season is all about but one of my favorite right. parts from the Honeymooners uh, Christmas episode is the monologue that Ralph Cramden gives at the end of the episode. And Danny knows this because I actually, when I did a Christmas cabaret show a few years back, I closed my show by reading this monologue that, that Jackie mm. Gleason says at the end of the episode. And if you would uh, be just okay with me reading this once, that would be... Uh, it would mean so much to me. So is oh, that all right, Danny? We're going to get a performance here. little free performance here. This wow. is my, this, my is a, this is a Broadway star, Broadway star <laughs> Eric Peterson and star of Kevin Ken himself on AMC, Eric Peterson. And you didn't have go. to pay for this, folks. You're getting this, this for free. free. This is free. This is about the spirit of giving for the season. So if you will indulge me, uh, if you're all right with that, I will... Uh, try to channel my inner Ralph Cramden and give you uh, a little taste of the Honeymooners Christmas episode. Here we go. Ralph says, You know something, sweetheart? Christmas is, well, it's about the best time of the whole year. When you walk down the streets, even for weeks before Christmas comes, and there's there's lights hanging up, green ones and and red ones, and sometimes there's snow and, and everyone's hustling someplace. But they don't hustle around Christmas time like they usually do. You know, they're a little more friendlier. They bump into you, they laugh, and they say, Pardon me, Merry Christmas. Especially when it gets real close to Christmas night. Everybody's walking home, and you can hardly hear a sound. Bells are ringing, kids are singing, the snow is coming down. And boy... What a pleasure it is to think that you've got some place to go to. And that place that you're going to, there's somebody in it that you really love. Someone you're nuts about. Merry Christmas. There you go. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Bells and whistles. Bells and whistles. That was amazing. Thank you very much. So Dude, that th- that yes. monologue that to me kind of sums it all up for me, and that's that's why I had honeymooners number three uh, on my list here. What about you? What do you oh got for number gosh. three? I, I just wanted to say one incredible performance. Oh, thank, thank you. you. I, I feel like you know our listeners are being just given this beautiful, delicious gift uh, <laughs> listening to that. 
At least that's why. I mean, I got to watch it live, so I feel like I'm even more fortunate. Um, But what I love about that episode and and that monologue is that at the end, you know, the curtain sort of closes the way they would do it when they would record the show. But then uh, Jackie Gleason and the rest of the cast, they all come out and they they address the live studio audience. Um, And they're like, you know, we don't usually do this, blah, blah, blah. And they sort of break the fourth wall and just like wish everyone a Merry Christmas. Um, I just I I, it's go look that clip up on YouTube. Um, It's it's such a it's such a beautiful moment. I'm so glad that you included it. And I had a had a sneaking suspicion that you would. (laughs) Um, But I love it. Uh, Great. Great. Um, I'm going to go something that is not nearly as uh, heartwarming. Um, And guess what? It's another amalgamation, Eric. (laughs) Um, I realized something. You've you found uh, some leap, loopholes in this rules uh, that we've put together. I have, and and you know the reason is uh, I realized something. I am not the biggest fan of Christmas TV specials. TV and 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 I when you brought up the idea of us doing this episode, I was like I was apprehensive at first because I was like, oh my gosh, I can't even think of Christmas TV specials like ten that I actually like. Sure. Um, because I originally had Frosty on my list at number four. Sure. Because I was just trying to fill in spots. Yeah. And then I went and watched it again the other day. And I was like, I don't like this movie. It's creepy. I don't, Frosty I don't understand is, where, where Frosty is one parents? of those that you got you to gotta watch every year. But it's, uh, it's, not, it's not the best. Not the best. Where are the parents? Why are they okay with these children just marching all over town? And the cop's like, oh, yeah, just go off with this snowman while this creepy magician is chasing you all over the place. Oh, no, yeah, by busy, the way. Busy, uh, busy, busy. Go hop on a train to the North Pole. And, right. uh, and, and, and this creepy almost magician guy's death. follow. Yeah, and go just hop in a, a boxcar. And all her friends <laughs> just let her go. They don't even... They're like, all right, see ya. Good luck. With this stranger who turns magic when he puts a hat on. And by the way, you're being chased by this creepy man who came to do like a presentation at your class. I don't know. And I tried, I was like, well, maybe, maybe Santa Claus is coming to town. I wouldn't watch that too. (laughs) Nope. I, about seven minutes in, I was like, nope, not into this. Uh, I went and watched Little Drummer Boy. Love the message of the Little Drummer Boy. Don't care for the movie whatsoever. I went and watched this leprechaun Christmas thing, just trying to find something that would jump out at me and be like, oh, this is the hidden gem that I've been looking for the entire time. And it was just like no after no after no. And so that way, and then it got to the point where I was like, you know what? I'm just doing an amalgamation of some some of my favorite Christmas things that have happened on television. Sure. And I've done that again with number three. And that is one of my favorite actors of all time, uh, Will Ferrell and his appearances on talk shows at Christmas time. <laughs> That's pretty specific, there, Danny. I I know, but it's TV <laughs> and it's Christmas. All right, all right, I'll of, let it slide. Here's the thing: if you're a fan of Will Ferrell, or even if you're not, and you've seen him on a talk show, he never he never just appears as himself. He's always never. got some sort of gimmick Angle. go go on yeah. youtube and just look up his appearances on conan back in the day when he was on when i was robert goulet uh yep. you know and, and and sang a song as he's saying my favorite things as robert goulet and i think a lot of the time they didn't even know what character he was going to walk out as yes. for for these interviews i think he was like bo peep or something on another one um <laughs> oh no he was little was debbie just, he was little debbie little that's, debbie, who he that's was. Or, or little deborah i think he called himself right <laughs> little deborah <laughs> Yeah. From like the little um, cakes. Yeah. 
Yes, and so there's a couple of appearances that stick out to me, and, and one of them is when he went on David Letterman, and obviously David Letterman is a different experience, and I think he respected David and his vibe, so so he was not in a costume, but but he does this bit where he talks about the fact that he's getting to live out this dream of his, and he's going to be doing a three-hour show that's going on tour with the Vienna Boys Choir, um, singing <laughs> Christmas songs with them. And so so he does this performance and these like eight boys come out in like red choir gowns. Right. And they've all got really high pitched voices. They're like, Christmas time <laughs> is here. And he walks in behind them and he starts singing in a falsetto voice. Sure. Just like they do. And then he sort of pushes them to the side. He like steps out in front of them <laughs> and he's singing along the song. Um, I think it's absolutely that sounds good. brilliant. Uh, and then his appearance on Jimmy Fallon, where he was like the new modern Santa, is one of my favorite. Appear- have you seen this? No. Oh my gosh, Eric. We're gonna first of all, we're gonna have to play a clip for it here, um, from it here. But he comes out as like this Santa, where he's got like Santa's coat, but it's like cut off sleeves, and he's wearing <laughs> right? red Hawaiian board shorts with like like socks up to his knees with red stripes on it. And he's got this like bleach blonde right. spiked hair wig, like Mark McGrath um, from Sugar Ray. And he's got like a little flavor saver bleach blonde thing. And he's like, what's up, Jimmy? I'm the new age Santa Claus. And he's got this like camouflage like bag that he carries all his gifts. And he's got this like t-shirt can. And he's like, who wants to get floffed? And he's like, back row, back row. And he shoots the cannon, and the T-shirt literally just falls out of it on the floor. Let's watch it right now, and then we will uh, we'll react on the other side, since this is the first time I'm seeing it. Yeah. Nice to see you, Will. Uh, good to see you back here. I, I have to ask you. Yeah, uh, woo! Why, uh, why, do you, uh, why, do you, why do you look like this? What, what's going on? Jimmy, I'm the new Santa Claus. <laughs> hey, what's that? I don't, what, 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 what are you talking about? Look, brah. The Kris Kringle we all grew up with is old and lame. Dude looks like someone's weird grandpa. Kids today are demanding a newer, hipper Santa Claus, so uh, you're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. I love his appearances on talk shows so much. And he definitely delivers uh, with that one as, as Santa Claus on, on Jimmy Fallon. Oh, man, that was great. That was right? so funny. So good. well done. Thank you. I had never you. seen that before. That's really funny. I love that. Cheers. <laughs> All right. So we're to number two for me. I'm going. This is one of my favorites. Number one and two were hard to choose. But mm. I, at number two, I have. And let me know if you've seen this. Okay. Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. I have not seen. Do this. you know about this? No. Okay. This is a Jim Henson's uh, produced and directed, I believe. Um, it's a TV special called Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. It was uh, one of my favorite things. It came out in 1977. Um, basically, it's all puppets. Uh, some are done sort of hand puppet style, and some are done marionette style. Hmm. Um, but it has just the sort of charm of those old Muppet type things. Yeah. Um, but it's it's hosted. It's like a TV s- special that is hosted by Kermit the Frog, kind of introduces it. And then it's this story of this little otter named Emmett Otter and his mother. And they are sort of poor, um, very humble people who live on uh, in this town called River Bottom. And they uh, 
the mom washes clothes for a living to sort of support them. And they, Emmett is a, a kid, goes to school and stuff. Mm-hmm. And again, this is another play on the gift of the Magi. Um, <laughs> they both uh, want to get each other something nice for Christmas. And they see that there is a talent contest, the Waterville Talent Contest, and the prize is $50. Okay. And so they both decide to enter the talent contest, not telling each other, so that they can win uh, money to give each other Aww. the gift that each of them really wants. So it's really sweet. Um, there's this uh, Emmett has this little group of buddies and they have a little jug band uh, and then the mom is a beautiful singer. It's just a, this very quaint, very cute little uh, TV special and story and the songs are really pretty. Um, it kind of has a little bit of a bluegrassy kind of feel to the songs. Uh, they also go, <laughs> they go against a... a um, a punk rock band in the talent show okay. that's made up uh, that's called River Bottom uh, the River Bottom Nightmare Band <laughs> I think is what the uh, the Nightmare from River Bottom something like that and basically those are a bunch of like little weasels and they're like yeah they play this like really intense like punk rock music um, and then obviously eventually there's a happy ending to the story but uh, it's definitely one to check out I'm not sure where you would find it you may have to go to YouTube to find uh, it unless you're gonna you know download it off the iTunes or something like that. But another fun thing about it that you should definitely check out that is not necessarily I don't know if it's uh, safe for children to watch this part, but if you watch the outtakes on YouTube, yeah. if you search Emmett Otter outtakes, so the the movie is or the special I should say is very nice and and child friendly and very appropriate for families but there are outtakes that you can find on youtube of like there's especially a scene where the two little otters are standing there and they're waiting outside a store and i think it's because like the punk band is inside the store and they're kind of ransack ranch you know they're kind of destroying the store and they're making a bunch of noise and this big drum is supposed to roll out the front door of this little store and go past the two otters for them to kind of be like whoa it's crazy in there but it keeps falling the wrong way Mm. and they somebody recorded the outtakes and they're so these little puppets are like whoa that one didn't work i'm gonna have to try that again we're gonna have to shoot that should we go back to one you know they're they're sort of like but they're it's all in the characters and and stuff it's very funny so emmett otter's jug band christmas let's play a little song uh from that so you can get a taste of it uh but here we go about all i got left is a sense of humor to wash tub well at least there ain't no hole in the washtub. Head full of good thoughts, belly full of grub. Money in your pocket when there ain't no hole in the washtub. Sweet as honeysuckle on the vine, Ma. Your nails won't break and your toes won't stub. You never get a fever when there ain't no hole in the washtub. So sweet. Just yeah. so sweet. You should definitely check that out with your kids. It's a good one. Yeah, Emmett I, Otter's... Yeah. Jug Band Christmas. When I was doing my deep dive over the last few days into like Christmas specials, I saw that one pop yeah. up and I was like, oh, should I try? I mean, I'd already tried the Leprechaun one. I, I was like, I, <laughs> right. I just I need to like change course, change course like this. Really, when I say this was the hardest list for me to put together, I am not kidding whatsoever. Um, I believe you. Yeah. So but I but I did it. And I found loopholes and found found ways to create a list. <laughs> you found a way. And to participate. Christmas finds a way. I know. That's part of the magic of Christmas. Um, that's so, right. So n- number two for me on my list is one that I consider to be a film. Uh, <laughs> we talked about this <laughs> in our top 10 
favorite Christmas movies episode, uh, and that movie is Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I yes. love that movie. It is it's one that whenever I watch, I can remember you know being a kid and when you know these classics like the Frosties, like you know Santa Claus is coming to town, Little Drummer Boy would start playing on TV. It was sort of a signal to me as a kid that that Christmas was was coming, and I've always. I've always liked Rudolph, and I, I love the story. I love the Island of Misfit Toys. Um, yeah, I just I, I I love that there's this reindeer who has this ability to shine this light and guide Santa's sleigh. Um, you know, you know, through the night and and on Christmas, and it's just become a part of the Christmas story as we sort of know it to to this day. Um, and he got his own song. Like that's that's pretty epic. So sure. Uh, for and me, how great of a yeah. character is Herbie? Oh my gosh! How great of a character is Herbie? I love, is, that's his name, right? Herbie. Oh, the the, the elf, the elf. Wants to be yeah. a dentist. Yes, who wants to be a dentist? Which is just, I'd like to be a dentist. Which is he, so. Oh, I just love that character. Which I love because again, it's sort of like breaking away from like what the norm might be in a certain yeah. you know where you grow up and sort of what your you know what culture is like for you or what everyone says you should do. He's like, he's like, yeah. no, I. I'm going to be a dentist and I know everyone tells me I shouldn't be a dentist, but that's what I want to be. So gosh, darn it. I'm going to be it. And I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. I think that's empowering totally. um, for kids, for, for adults. And you know, I, I love it. I think the, the, the claymation aspect of it, I think is brilliant. And I think was ahead of its time in, in a lot of ways. And it, and it stands up, you know, yeah. I think it definitely stands up and, and I love it. So that's why it comes in at, at number two on my list, Rudolph, the red nosed reindeer. Let's hear a little clip from yeah, it. Let's do just it. so we can all, Remember how great it is. Oh, is this your snowbank? Awesome. No. Who are you? Well, actually, I am a dentist. A dentist? Well, I want to be someday. Right now, I'm just an elf. But I don't need anybody. I'm... I'm independent. Yeah? Me too. I'm... whatever you said. Independent. Hey, what do you say we both be independent together, huh? You wouldn't mind my red nose? Not if you don't mind me being a dentist. It's a deal. Awesome. Strong choice at number two. Thank you very much. And I'm glad that you finally come around to realizing that it's a TV special. Oh, my gosh. I called it a movie. (laughs) (laughs) But what else was I going to choose? Did you want me to pick another amalgamation of... Of TV show episodes? Because- well, I'll tell you what you should have chose because here we are at number one okay. for me. And I, this is definitely the best TV special that there is in regards to Christmas. It is Mickey's Christmas Carol. Okay. Nothing better. Nothing better at all than Mickey's Christmas Carol. came out in 1983, uh, directed by Bernie Mattinson. Matin- Mattinson, I thought you were going to say Bernie yeah. Mac for a second there. That, like, that would be like, amazing. That doesn't work. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't track. No. Um, but it is uh, the cartoon retelling of Charles Dickens' 1843 classic, A Christmas Carol, and it stars Scrooge McDuck as Ebenezer Scrooge. Uh, obviously, Mickey Mouse plays uh, Bob Cratchit. Uh, Mickey Mouse and Minnie have a son who's Tiny Tim, who's so adorable. It is, it's funny because it's called Mickey's Christmas Carol, but it really is a movie for Scrooge McDuck. Mm. But... I love the character of Scrooge McDuck, and I love Mickey, and I love all things Disney, and Jiminy Cricket's in it. You got some characters from Robin Hood is in it. There's just a great sort of like amalgamation of Disney characters and properties and stuff like that. The music is so great. 
to me, it is actually the best Christmas Carol of all of the different. You wow. know, you got the Jim Carrey, you got the you know, Scrooged. You have you know the uh, um, oh, what's the guy's name who played Patton? Uh, George C. Scott. George George C. Scott. Yeah, yeah he played uh, one of the famous Christmas Carols. There's a, a Patrick Stewart Christmas Carol, but to me, honestly, the best version of Christmas Carol is the Mickey's Christmas Carol from 1983. I love the opening animation, uh, the like the credit scene, how it has that kind of sepia tone, mm. and they do it at the beginning and at the end of like the little vignettes of the families and the music's playing and just the old kind of old old English kind of font that they use for everything. I love Mickey's Christmas Carol. That is for me and everyone in my family the the definite winner of best TV specials and best Christmas Carol. Uh, so that's what I had at number one, Mickey's Christmas Carol. Are we going to listen to what a little bit? Yeah, let's listen to a little bit. Yeah. It's just another work day, and any jack and apes who thinks else should be boiled in his own pudding. <laughs> but, sir, Christmas is a time for giving, a time to be with one's family. I say bah, humbug. I don't care. I say Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Well said, Master Fred. Cratchit, what are you doing? Uh, uh, I was just trying to keep my hands warm, sir. Oh, it's so good. I don't know if I've it's ever so seen good. that, Eric. What? Yeah. I, what? I don't, I don't think I've ever oh seen that. Oh, my gosh. Set off the, oh. set off the Christmas alarm. Whoa. 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 <laughs> yeah. I am shocked well i was oh, shocked that Danny. you hadn't seen the the will ferrell thing i mean i, I would have assumed you as a, a comedian that's a tv appearance that aired <laughs> one time this is a classic tv special oh my gosh danny I mean, you need to watch right it now, tonight I'm, I'm i'm looking it up at the imagery on nah, I'm, uh, mm, maybe i've seen parts of it the, the, this image oh of mickey gosh. sitting at, at the desk uh in in scrooge's <laughs> office that that looks familiar yes. to me Donald Duck plays Fred, and he comes in. And he says, "Please, you know, that's you know, a good Donald. To come over Jeez. for, I do, I do a decent Donald." Yeah. Um, and he's like, "No oh, Christmas, is, you know." And you got Goofy is playing Bob Marley, not Bob Marley, <laughs> Bob Marley. Wow, um, he's what, like, what is everything's gonna be all right. This, I'm watching this. This sounds like an incredible film. He's <laughs> not Bob Marley as Marley, his uh, business partner. Uh, Mickey plays Bob Cratchit, the uh, giant from the uh, uh, Jack and the Beanstalk cartoons, yeah. plays the ghost of Christmas present, okay. and he kind of like, live, uh, there's one of my favorite scenes where he walks through the town and they're trying to find uh, what they're looking for, and he keeps lifting the roof off of whole buildings <laughs> like it's the lid of a can like and he's like this one oh nope not this one oh this one oh here we go come here come here you know and he tries to show Scrooge oh my gosh and I've got to watch Pete this who plays Pete plays the uh the ghost of Christmas future uh Toad uh from wild uh Mr. Toad's wild ride is Fezziwig oh, dude wow. this is a great TV special did you say You've that George C. See. Scott did a did a voice in this no, George C. Scott played uh, Ebenezer Scrooge in a version of oh. he had his own Christmas gotcha, Carol. Got gotcha. you, okay. I'm saying this this is the best Christmas Carol. Oh, copy in my that because I was looking at the the credits on IMDb and I was like, I don't see George C. Scott in here. But uh, no, 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 no. I feel like yes, you're right. I need to watch this ASAP as soon as Christmasly possible. Um, 
And I, I will I will watch it with my daughter because she is a massive, Please massive do. Disney and oh Mickey Mouse gosh, fan. I think she she's going to love it. love it. Yeah. I, it's I, the best. I feel bad that I haven't seen it. But this is, again, this is the oh fun of gosh. this show is that I, I, I don't think this is just applying to you and me. I think it's to our listeners is that they're getting exposed to songs or movies or traditions or things to do or foods or whatever that maybe they hadn't thought totally. about. And they're like, oh, my gosh, I've got to watch that. And I say that I, I think, but I know because we get a lot of messages on our social media from people saying, oh, my gosh, I I never thought about that song or I never thought about that movie. And I think it's this fun journey that we're weren't, we're all going on together. Right. Weren't you just showing me a, a thing of someone who discovered Cow Christmas and now <laughs> that's uh, true. felt like it was that is it true. Felt, felt like it was their new favorite Christmas yes, album. Somebody just uh, posted to, on Facebook while we were recording here and tagged us in it uh, saying uh, <laughs> This is this is breaking news. Uh, this was just posted on on our Facebook page. This was uh, someone named Deej uh, said easily my new favorite Christmas album. Thanks to Christmas Countdown Show. And it is the the yes. YouTube link where I have to post that on our page so people can find it. More you easily. must. Yeah, I'll, yes. I'll post that on our, our Facebook um, page. So if you want to get linked directly to Cal Christmas, you can you can find it there. Um, Hallelujah. Moving right along. Um, <laughs> thank you. Ding, ding. Uh, to number one for me. And I. What you got? I've gone with another TV show. Um, and I. W- <laughs> I was tempted. And I was so. Oh my gosh. I'm still tempted to do an amalgamation here. Because uh, <laughs> this is my favorite TV show of all time. It is the only okay. show maybe other than like Full House when I was a kid. Uh, and it frankly was the last TV show that I became appointment viewing for me. Every single week, Thursday nights, I would tune into NBC to watch The Office. I absolutely sure. fell in love with that show. The first time I ever watched an episode was on a flight back from Chicago in the summer of 2005. Shot Town? yeah. I was visiting Eric and he didn't even know it. Um, no, I was I was on tour with, with American Idol and I was flying back. And you know how, like, on flights they used to show you a movie and then they would, like, do, like, NBC, you know, sneak peek of, like, shows that are coming or whatever yeah. it was. And yeah. and I'm sitting there watching this and an episode of The Office comes on. It was the basketball episode from season one. And I am yep. legitimately in tears on this flight. I'm Nobody else in the entire plane is laughing. And I am laughing so <laughs> loud. And I'm not usually a loud laugher, but I am laughing so loud. And I immediately came back. I bought like, you know, the season one was only six episodes. So I bought the DVD so I could watch all the episodes. And then from season two on every week, I would tune into this. And in season two, uh, uh, I think it's episode 10 in season two, which back was back in 2005. Um, it's their first Christmas episode that they did. And there, if you're a fan of the office, you know, that like, the way that they write Michael Scott is so incredibly brilliant. The way that Steve Carell performs that character and makes these moments so incredibly uncomfortable, the way that the entire ensemble (laughs) of that show and the way that they play off with each other in these just absolutely ridiculous situations. And with the way that like the camera becomes sort of the additional character in the scene, like you're watching this documentary, I think they just, they did it so, so brilliantly. And I, I love that Christmas episode from season two that's if you're familiar with that one or if you're not you know basically the plot is they're having their annual christmas party and you know they have a a gift exchange where everyone is sort of like drawn a secret santa situation and jim right 
who obviously we, we find out is, is in love with Pam. He draws Pam's name and he comes up with this really thoughtful gift specifically for Pam. He gets her this teapot that she, he knows she wants and fills it full of like things that only Pam will think is funny. It's a cassette tape. There's a picture of like his high school, you know, senior yearbook photo. Um, but in the middle of the gift uh, giving uh, swap, Michael decides that it should no longer be a secret Santa. It needs to be a Yankee swap situation. Um, and part of the reason is, is because Phyllis knit him an oven mitt and he had bought, <laughs> he, doesn't want he had that. bought Ryan an iPod. Um, right. And even though there was like a $20 limit or something like <laughs> right. that. Yeah. And, and the reason he does is because he receives a big Christmas bonus and then it comes out that he got a Christmas bonus that nobody else did. So now he wants to turn it into a Yankee swap. And so now right. everyone is stealing the teapot from Pam and it ends up with Dwight, oh, which is the last person that Jim ever wants to have right. get it and in the end pam swaps the ipod um for the teapot and it's just it's this beautiful moment it's hysterical you know they're not supposed to have adult beverages but michael breaks all the rules and brings in like 15 bottles of vodka for them all to drink and um <laughs> it's just i love that show so much and obviously Benny Hanna christmas is another hysterical episode and that's why i wanted to do the amalgamation uh, of the two sure um but i went for the first one they ever did which was uh season two episode 10 um which was their first ever christmas episode let's do a little a little clip presents are the best way to show someone how much you care it is like this tangible thing that you can point to and say, hey man, I love you this many dollars worth. Michael. Oh, hey, for me, what is in here? Oh, come on. I, I knitted it for you. An oven mitt? So Phyllis is basically saying, hey, Michael, I know you did a lot to help the office this year, but I only care about you a homemade oven mitt's worth. I gave Ryan an iPod. That's The Office. It's my favorite show. Uh, it will always be number one in my heart. So obviously I had to put it at number one on my Christmas TV specials and shows list. We did it. We made it through another top we ten. We did it. I'm so proud of us. Fantastic. I, that was a good list, that, and I'm proud of you for finding oh my gosh. 10 selections into so the TV specials slash shows slash guest star appearances <laughs> on talk shows <laughs> list. I really had to go deep into the well for this one. Ho hopefully our next one is not as, as challenging uh, as this one yes. was. I really, But this was fun because it really made me go do research. You know, with the other list, I could just go to like the movies that I knew so well, and it was just a matter of trying to eliminate things or the songs I knew so well. This made right. me really go watch a lot of stuff that I either have never watched or haven't watched in a long time. So that was that was fun because I think we get into these patterns around the holidays about like, oh, I know that I do this and I know I go do that. So to sort of go sure. and maybe establish some new traditions or find some new you know, TV specials or movies that you enjoy is, is super fun. So I'm glad you suggested this list, Eric. And if you are a listener out there and, and we didn't touch on any of your favorite Christmas TV shows or specials or amalgamations or whatever it might be, uh, please, you know, shoot us a DM or, or we'll post a slide, obviously, on our social media where you can put what your top 10 list is. We'd love to hear um, what you guys think. Um, and, and if you're not following us on social media, please make sure you do so at Christmas Countdown Show um, and then at Xmas Pod on Twitter. Um, but uh, until the next one, Eric, why don't we send them off with a little greeting? You know, we say it every time and we mean it every time. So let's hear it one more time. Merry Christmas and happy holidays. 
All right, we'll see you on the next one. Danny, make sure you go watch Mickey's Christmas Carol right I, now. I'm running to do it right now. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. See you on the next one. <laughs> Bye-bye.